I'm Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this is the Always the Critic podcast, where a couple of friends review the latest movies, except we literally have zero qualifications to do so. Today, we're not doing a movie. No, we're not. Jessica. No, we're, we're not. not. We are going to talk about a show. And yeah. uh, it's our... A very green show. Yes. A very... <laughs> yes. <laughs> it very indeed. Uh, and so this is kind of our first time kind of diving into a show. It is. On the on the main feed. Yeah, now, because we've been an exclusively movie podcast. And I think after a few years of doing the podcast, we're just kind of loosey-goosey with it. We've had we've gotten the pandy under our belts where we kind of did different things and had a couple different series like the Hitchcock series and, this, and the Superlative series. And we had tons of guests on. And you know what? This is our show and like we can do whatever the hell we want. And yep. I feel like if we want to cover a TV show or two every now and then, like we can. Yes, we can. And this will not be the first one that will be on the main feed because nope. <laughs> if you're listening to this uh, before Labor Day, um, right after, we will be talking about the first two episodes of The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, That's which right. is a new show on Amazon Prime. But for now, this episode right now, we're going to tackle the first two episodes of She-Hulk. That is yeah. on Disney Plus. She-Hulk Attorney at Law is the proper title of the show. Oh. And just <laughs> the first two episodes, the rest of the episodes that I'll be covering uh, will be on the Patreon. Uh, speaking of Patreon, uh, it, you can always check us out, patreon.com slash alwayscriticpod. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where you can become a patron if you're a big fan of the show. Uh, really helps us out for as little as $2 a month. You get extra content outside yeah. of our normal podcast. Yep. So you'll get the She-Hulk exclusive content, all the reviews, all of Rico's thoughts, and maybe mine on the Patreon. And thank you to our two patrons so far. It is Janet and Curtis. Love you guys. Really appreciate you guys supporting us. Again, $2 a month, pretty much nothing. <laughs> so He's you can get... Really fun content. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and if you want to stay up to date with what we do with social media, you can stay up to date uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at AlwaysCriticPod. Once again, at AlwaysCriticPod. And finally, if this is your first time listening, Jessica, what can they do if this is their first time listening? Um, number one, thank you so much. Uh, I'm so flattered that you're actually listening to us right now on a very special episode where we're not doing our usual content. But thank you. Go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. And if you like us, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That goes such a long way for more listeners just like you to discover us. Exactly. So today, let's go ahead and let's get started with our thoughts and review of she-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Uh, once I wish again, we could do like a jingle for She-Hulk. Like every time, oh my God, we should do this. Like every time we do a, a TV show, cover a TV show, we should make up some sort of jingle. A jingle? Yeah. You want to make up a jingle? That's interesting. Maybe not because it's like a lot of pressure actually to, <laughs> to come up with something catchy. But like, yeah. I don't know. No, I, I I see what you're saying. I, it, you know, we're outside of our, you know, normal yeah. Yeah. way of going about the show. Why not have you know some more fun with it? Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. I get it. All right. So, in the meantime, since we don't have a jingle now, well, we can make one. We can make one. We'll figure that out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. In the meantime, let's 
go ahead and let's start talking about the first episode of She-Hulk. A Normal Amount of Rage is the yeah. name of the episode. Uh, Jessica, what is the episode about? The IMDb synopsis reads, Jen Walters' world is turned upside down after a freak accident leaves her with superpowers. Yes. Now, the episode is directed by Kat Koiro. Uh, it is written by Jessica Gao. She is the showrunner for She-Hulk, uh, based on the character by Stan Lee and John Buscema. And who does it star this episode? Tatiana Maslany. Is that her That is, is correct. Her okay. Tatiana, Mark Ruffalo, Ginger Gonzaga, Jamila Jamil. Ooh, that's a cool name. Jamila yes. Jamil. Okay. And Steve Coulter. Yes, so those are our main players in the first Mm -hmm. episode. Uh, The show itself did receive a fine critic score of 88%, 78% on audience score. This is based on Rotten Tomatoes uh, just on the first couple of episodes. So a solid opening, solid start in terms of critics. So we're going to kind of like tackle the episode from start to to finish Uh, but before we get started with the episode there was a lot of talk about the cgi about she-hulk before the show even started oh okay so when the trailer came out a lot of people had their thoughts on the way she looked the the coloring and everything like that like people were kind of like "Ooh, this doesn't look very good uh did you did you hear any of that backlash at all no no but i'm so far removed from mcu gotcha stuff i get it and that's a terrible thing to say because we run a movie podcast but i really do avoid (laughs) the mcu side of the internet it's just toxic it was really hard to avoid because there was think pieces that came out like think pieces yeah think pieces and then there was like this happened at the same time where uh thor love and thunder came out because okay, that's when yeah. the trailer kind of came out around that time. And there was a lot of criticism about the way Marvel treats their uh, CGI houses that they contract. This I hear, I heard a lot about, that the MCU is basically just running them into the ground. They're like, treating them like virtual slaves. Yeah. And, you know, overworking them and mm-hmm, making mm-hmm. last minute changes that other studios don't really do. Because they're yeah, always like on the fly. So yeah, yeah. We want to change this, 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 all the time. Reworking entire sequences mm-hmm. is something that I read as well, which is ridiculous at such late stages when it's gone through so many approvals. I imagine, and then they're yeah. like, "Okay, never mind. We want this instead." And then they want it at the caliber that they want it, right? Right, with in very this, little in, time. You know, they wanted it yesterday at the caliber that they wanted it. Yeah, I, is I, what's it's very unfair. And it's unfair, exactly. That's not how things work. That's not how workflows work at all. No, um, not at all. So, so I can understand that. Not even backlash, but just that criticism mm-hmm. that, you know, finally we're hearing about this after more than a decade of superhero movies that it seems like the process has become really muddied and extremely difficult for these people like these animators yeah and it's kind of hogging up a lot of their resources to be able to take on other jobs Mm -hmm. because working for marvel it's it's a big thing for your Mm -hmm. production house but at what cost right you know it, it it tires out your workers and the compensation doesn't feel like it's there for them mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know to be paid that well for it right 
So, but again, you get to say, I worked on this Marvel project. Then it's project. on your resume. But you know? again, you know, is you it, broke is yourself it worth over it. it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there was some talk about, you know, people not feeling the way the CGI was for Jennifer Walters about the show during the trailer. Uh, obviously, when the show came around, I think it's fine. I don't want to say, like, it's the greatest thing in the world in terms of CGI. I think you can see flaws in there. You can see. You can see some flaws, but on the whole, I'll just say, like, I was pretty impressed. Yeah, I think. It's impressive. They do a good job of mixing in Tatiana Maslany into that She-Hulk character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's all that really matters. Because mo- for a show like this, I think I kind of went into it at least knowing, oh, this is going to be like a weekly law show, like a weekly procedural. And uh-huh, it's going to uh-huh. be a comedy. So yeah. for me, it was like, I want to just have fun with the characters. I don't really care about the seriousness of like, oh, they got these details exactly right. No, no, I want to have fun. And so if you do want that sitcom week by week. Yeah. Flavor of the week. Ally McBeal type. Yeah. Yeah. Every week is a new case and, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. silly stuff like that. And then Tatiana Maslany is a very good actress. You know, she's from Mm -hmm. Orphan Black, I believe. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, should have won an Emmy for that, but always like snubbed. (laughs) for the win uh but yeah so i i'm excited about that in in terms of the show excited for her uh also something that was very integral to the character you you probably didn't know but she's a fourth wall breaker so i didn't know until i watched it until you watched it yeah Yeah. in the comics like she breaks the fourth wall oh like in the comics yeah so she'll yeah, exactly. In the comics, she'll be like directing herself to the reader and and talking Ooh. to them type of thing. So, Got you. And he, she was the first character to do that. So it, so a lot of people will be like, Deadpool? No, no. Jennifer Walters was the first <laughs> one to do this. So uh, that'll be a fun interaction when Deadpool eventually comes into the MCU yeah. and they have like a fourth wall breaking, like both <laughs> of them at the same time. That'll be fun. Uh, how did you feel about that, not knowing that and then seeing it? How, I think how my did reaction you feel was my reaction was just oh, and that's where it ended. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're doing this. Okay. <laughs> not that I had any positive or negative reaction to it. I was just, I just took it at face value, you know. Got it. Okay. Yeah, and you're just rolling with the show. Just rolling with it. Yeah, I don't have any negative or positive feelings towards it. Got it. Which I guess is a good thing because sometimes I do have a negative reaction sometimes to you do. things. Yeah. Sometimes you do. Uh, so the show, it gets us started with her talking to camera. You know, it's a lawyer show, but you're not going to be able to concentrate unless you find out how I became a Hulk. So we're going to do that. So we go back. I love that from the get-go, everything is like shades of green. Yes, everything. Like even the, the color grading that they have is a little tiny bit green the color of the walls in her office is a green like a deep olive green what she's wearing is slightly green characters are carrying green items like that sort of thing really thrills me because it feels super intentional and if you miss it you miss it but if not you are appreciating this yes and that's something that i really liked about it it reminded me of things like home alone where everything's red and green because christmas because it's christmas you know what i'm saying yeah yeah Oh, yeah, you're right Mm -hmm. about that. Uh, I really 
enjoy just the the mix of characters that we've gotten so far uh i love uh nikki her assistant like just i do like nikki. die she's fantastic i would say that i'm the only thing that i'm questioning is that whenever nikki is shown mm-hmm. in like a casual setting like in her house or something yeah she's still very glamorous she is and it's I've not very that. believable to me like right. that breaks it because why would she be wearing heels and a full face of makeup and all this stuff if she's just hanging out at her house or something like that? Okay, I can understand yeah. if it was after work, but again, like it's still very like her shirt's still tucked in and she just looks very put together versus I've gone through the entire day and now I'm going to your house to like chill and like hang. I see what you're saying. I get it. So that's my complaint, but I love her. I think she's Hispanic. Uh, Ginger she... Gonzaga. I can always well, she's take playing, a look. Her character is named Nikki Ramos. Yes. Which makes me think that her accent and everything about her is Hispanic. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I would think so. Uh, so she is from California, um, but don't really have too much details on her actual life. Okay. The only thing I do have, though. Okay. Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Gonzaga was in a relationship with actor Jim Carrey from 2018 to 2019. Oh, okay, so a year with Carrey. Eh, huh. Interesting. But yeah, just from California is all I can find right now for her. So Okay, I assumed that the character was Hispanic, which made yeah. me really happy. <laughs> yeah, Ramos. Yeah. yeah, Ramos, come on. <laughs> exactly. So, fun character. Also, uh, we get uh, Mark Ruffalo back marky like, mark well not marky mark but you get my meaning i get it uh he gets uh, a He's little bit of a role here mm-hmm. as the mentor to so Jennifer my complaint Walter. is yeah. that he's it's not that mark ruffalo's in it it's that the way that she becomes she hulk is very convenient and very easy mm, and quick it is like it a is. couple drops of blood fall on her open wound and then boom she's immediately she hulk yeah and and later on they tried to describe like why it is that you know she was able to turn into because of her genome is in such constructed in such a way it's similar to his or whatever the hell right it's fine i get it i get that they're family and that she can become she hulk by sharing blood but it was it happened in such a way that i was like Really? Like, that's how she becomes She-Hulk? That's how it she was, becomes She-Hulk. As a person who never read the comics, does not give a shit about Marvel, this was not very compelling to me. I totally agree. Okay. I I totally understand that. And, yeah, I agree with it. It was super convenient for her to just get mm-hmm. the drops of blood. Um, now, they do mention about the fact that her her genome with, like, her, that you she's know, with better. the blood. She's yeah. better. And this kind of set off a lot of uh, trolls Shut on up. the internet. For what? Because she's, people just because she's better. Yeah, people are uh, kind of upset. She can control the Hulk, and yes, so quickly. Yeah, and also because it it appears like she could go toe to toe with the Hulk, and yeah, there's <laughs> been some backlash, like to the point. Where the show was kind of review bombed on IMDb. Oh, I heard about this. Like a strong percentage of 1% or one star reviews for the show. Um, Ay, Dios mío. Yo, just 
just say Relax. you hate women. Like, it, don't right. come up with excuses of like, well, shouldn't be as strong and got no, no. You just hate. You just hate female characters. And like, <laughs> seriously, you're arguing about a superhero. I yeah, mean, exactly. But you know, to they're each arguing. His own, I guess. But... Yeah, they're they're arguing that the female character was able to pick it up faster than the male character. That's what they're complaining about. That's all. And it's it's a dumb argument because it's all make believe. That's what I'm saying. It's make believe. It's make believe. It's, like, it's nothing. You know, it, it, things like this happen all the time. Like when you develop a story, you create a story, you create a character, and then you realize you could have done it a better way. So later on, when you create a character that's similar, you use those things right. to, to make it better and easier for you. So I think it's the entire thing is so dumb. I hate I hate like just fandom like fanatics. They're the I worst. also think that if you just created the same Hulk over and over again, just female, Boring. you would be bored. Yeah, you'd be bored by the same exact story, the same exact. Oh, she's got to separate the two personas. Oh, she's got to learn how to control the. No, like that's just watch Hulk then. Exactly, just watch Hulk. So. We get a train. Look at montage. me defending a Look at MCU. You. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> so we get a training montage. Uh, training montage. <laughs> uh, fun little stuff of showing each other's strengths and uh, seeing the whole kind of get a little jealous that she could so throw here's what the I stone like. a little. Here's what I like is that she's like, I don't want to be a superhero. Yes. I have no intentions of being a, sh- a superhero. I'm a lawyer. I want to be a lawyer. I think that's like, give me more of that because I don't give a fuck about being a superhero. Like, right. honestly. Yeah. And she... I think that it's it's valid for her to feel that way, that she spent all this time, all this money learning how to be a lawyer, finally gets a dream job. And now she suddenly has to give that up because she's a superhero. There's an argument in here about like children and like marriage and having to give up like certain dreams of yours and aspirations that you've gone after because suddenly you have a family and you have to let me calm down that yeah. was a tangent that was a yeah, tangent that's a t- but that's like an analogy analogy metaphor well I always me- forget. yeah maybe Meta- metaphor yeah yeah for but that i think that because she's a woman maybe that's why i jumped to that mm. where suddenly like she can't do what she wants to do Right, she's forced into forcing, making, forced into making a decision she doesn't want to make, or a, down a path that she doesn't want to take. Right, because she suddenly has these powers that are valuable, or something that. Oh God, it could be. Face? It could be read. I mean, you kind of opened it up, but it kind of <laughs> can be read. Like become, like you said, becoming a mother when you don't yeah. really want to become a mother, and uh, taking the choice away from her. Right. Okay. Okay. Sorry. And enough of that. Didn't uh, mean to get political, but you know what I'm saying. But we do come to understand her because there's a moment during the training where Bruce is kind of like mansplaining to her. You got to know how to control your anger. Right. And she <laughs> comes back and under- and explains it. What like, do you mean? I don't know how to control anger. I do it all the time. Yeah. Whether it's someone who is explaining to me my own expertise or getting catcalled you know there are things that if i don't control my anger i'll be called you know basically like bitchy or you know annoying shrill or even worse it could cost her her life Mm -hmm. so the fact that she has to like 
getting all this projected from Bruce. Like Bruce fundamentally doesn't understand. No, because he, he's he was not like, a no, woman. you need to learn how to control your anger. And she's like, baby, what, been there, done that. Right. He's he's trying to use his experience to mm-hmm. lay it on top of her because yes. he thinks it's going to be the same exact thing. And it's not negative. It it's not. <laughs> it cannot. Be. And I love how she is put in a in a very familiar situation when she uh, like just after she became she Hulk and she lands at that bar and like all those females like rally around her number one to help her out like fix her up and you know let her borrow the phone it was very much like a female empowerment women supporting women moment then she heads outside three blokes come out of the bar and it starts getting you like immediately i started tensing up yeah so never mind that she's a she-hulk now (laughs) it was you know, a very real danger that women experience where men don't know how to say no. And when there's multiple men and one woman, it's very like this ends up in the news all the time. These kind of stories. So when she hulks out, it was almost like I was like happy that she hulked out and started screaming at them or hollering or whatever the hell she was doing because she wasn't helpless in that moment. And it was important to show that it, I th- it yeah it, i think it is because and she did try and diffuse the situation try to use this familiar lines like oh my boyfriend's coming and all this stuff and you know it doesn't work they they still like pursue her yeah and it is reflective on how a lot of situations happen with women women go through this so often often that you know it's it's it sucks to see it mm-hmm. sucks that this is a reality yeah you know and obviously that's not that's not exaggerated you no, know what i'm saying no, in a no. superhero show that, that is scene real is real yeah that's a real thing uh yeah the rallying around part was really cool before that um i just to mention it because it'll come up for episode two um jennifer and bruce are on the road they're talking we'll get to the conversation of what they're talking about in a bit but we see a Sakarian ship kind of like, you know, come in front of them and they crash. Um, I just wanted to mention that only because it's going to come up in episode two, that Sakarian ship. So if you don't remember, that ship resembles another ship that we saw in Thor Ragnarok on the ship on the planet Sakar that he was on Hulk all those years. And he was like the conquering hero during the, all those <laughs> games for Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. So... That'll come back into place. So now that we've gotten that, um, she graduates pretty much after she has a fight with the Hulk. Uh, She leaves the island. I honestly wanted more fighting between them. It would have been nice to like see more of like their abilities. They did tear up like the bar and stuff, which was very meaningful for For Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. (laughs) But, But I like that she is learning fast. Like that clap thing that he does. Yeah, the thunder. She clap. learned that real fast. Yeah, and and she used it a little bit differently because his thunderclap was more like just one, and it sends you flying. Mm. Hers is more like a sonic boom repeatedly, right? To like really annoy someone. So I like the use of the same ability in different mm-hmm. ways. That mm-hmm. that was really cool. Another way to differentiate the two characters. Mm-hmm. Because they can't just be the exact same thing, you know? Right. But yeah, she she obviously is nailing it. She's obviously in control of that side of her. 
So she goes back to Los Angeles to be a lawyer and lawyer show. Like we're back. Like she even <laughs> breaks the fourth while saying it. And just as she's about to give her closing argument, boom, a, a super powered person, uh, Jamila Bless Jamil's character of Titania comes through. Uh, we don't find out why that that's the one I thing I don't think I it was... mattered. Well, no, we did find out why in the beginning of episode two. Oh, what she was, was it? like trying to evade traffic law or something oh. like <laughs> that's right, right <laughs> like in right. the in an adjoining courtroom or something she was up it, for some traffic court thing you're right she like fucked off through the wall yep i don't know yeah that you're right about that i i completely missed out on the second episode when they like recap that part um so and she has to hulk out nikki her assistant mm-hmm. is like all right do your she thing come on let's go yeah, she saves the jury. She announces herself. Who the hell are you? Jennifer Walters, attorney at law. But she's in <laughs> Hulk form, uh, knocks her out. And then episode ends and we get a post credit scene. Apparently, we're going to get a post credit scene with each episode. Oh. So this post credit scene, uh, we were back at the bar where Hulk and Jennifer Walters are sitting there and she's drunk. Or so we say or so we think. <laughs> just complaining that Captain America died a virgin. And like, yeah. just like, I, I love that she goes, that ass, that ass, <laughs> it should have never died a virgin. And then we finally, this is something that Bruce fans. reveals. Fans have been speculating about this, about Captain America for years. What? Is he a virgin? You've never, you've never heard a conversation never about it? I've never heard this in my I life. I have heard a conversations of when would he have had time? Oh, you know? my god! So people have speculated, well, we know that he didn't get it on with Peggy before he went under the ice. We know that. <laughs> so there's a very real possibility that he went into the ice as a virgin. But other people had things like, come on, really? Like he was Captain America already. And then some people said oh that after the ice, there was too many moments where he wouldn't have been able to but then some people said well him and black widow were kind of close and they had a very flirtatious relationship back and forth if you remember winter soldier those two flirted back and forth so there was a lot of speculation but finally it is revealed by bruce banner he lost his virginity to someone in 1943 on the uso tour and she reveals she's not drunk and that's where we get the cutoff of her screaming out, Captain America, fuck. And then it just cuts off. I found I, it to be delightful. Okay. I found it fine. I, I really was uh, not tickled yeah, by that. You, yeah, you are uh, one of the few people. Everybody was Everybody that I've seen talk about that first episode, that is the thing they bring up. And that's the thing they laugh about the hardest. That'd be the last thing I bring up. Really? Yeah, really? that's the f- that's one of the first things people bring up with that first episode. It feels so, cheap to me. Feels cheap. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. Yeah, but just I so understand you're aware, it's light. It's light. Like the show's tone is light. Yes, it's very. It's light. not. It's not a serious show by any stretch. No, no. That not felt at all. cheap. That being said, that felt cheap to me. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. It felt like it was feeding into the like fandom. Just fandom, like. Like it was, uh, yeah, internet nonsense, Reddit forums, and like just general, like Twitter nonsense. 
Hmm. Okay. I it see. felt like they were reading your emails. Right. They were reading the emails. They were reading the comments. And they were like, oh, we have to put this in like a weird sort of fan service. Yeah. Okay. Versus like, you know, driving it themselves. I don't know. All right. It I, felt like a reference. To, you know how there's like bad references. Like Black Panther has like, what are those? Yes. And it's instantly dated. Okay. This felt along the same lines, even really? though it wasn't like a pop culture reference that will get dated. Interesting. Yeah, I yeah. definitely don't feel the same way there. No, no, I sure. understand. I understand. Everybody I else getcha. feels differently. I don't care. <laughs> I get you. I get you. So that ends. I also don't care if uh, Captain America died a virgin. Or was not that he died a virgin because of the events in Endgame that he went right. back and he went Peggy back and all this stuff. So yeah, it, but you know what I eventually mean. he did, but right. you know, like actually get with someone. But leading up to like, I those don't events. care. <laughs> all right, so that leads us into episode two. Yeah, uh, episode two, superhuman law. Uh, yes. So, Jessica, what is this episode about? Okay, I'll give you the IMDb synopsis, which reads, Jen is hired at a prestigious law firm, but must practice as She-Hulk and rep a complicated client. Now, once again, directed by Kat Koiro, Jessica Gao as the writer. Uh, This episode introduces us, well, actually reintroduces us to a character that we have seen before. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was the second MCU movie ever, (laughs) The Incredible Hulk. We get Emil Blonsky, played by Tim Roth, a.k.a. The Abomination. Uh, he joins the cast here. Uh, before we talk about his character and everything, we'll uh, starting from the beginning of the episode. Uh, you know, Jennifer Walters saved the day in court, but then she loses her job because of it. They, because, <laughs> they declared a mistrial because of her saving the jury, so yep. they, the jury could be biased toward her. Yep, and then the law firm. Which I like. Want I like that technicality. You yeah. know, if you're gonna make a, a not a police procedural, but a legal procedural in superhero land like i want that kind of like nonsense yeah like oh there's a reason why they would favor you you just yeah. saved their lives uh and so the the practice does not want the side show is what they right. say so they fire her. which uh, i feel like she could sue them she probably could for, for that wrongful i feel termination. like she has a case yeah. yeah i think so too but again she is someone who mentions that she's in a lot of debt because of school and everything. So she goes on the job hunt. We get a montage of that and nobody wants her. Uh, but eventually while sitting at the bar, drinking the cheapest beer she could buy, uh, <laughs> she is approached by Mr. Holden Holloway from the practice who was the defendants in mm-hmm. the case where the mistrial happened. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you would have won if you know, you, Hadn't saved the jury. Yeah. And that's a big deal. So we'd like to have get you on board. And she immediately says yes. She's like, I need to. Uh, but before the yes, before saying yes and everything, let's rewind. Uh, she has a family dinner. <clears throat> so we yeah. meet her family. These are characters that most the likely. Banners. Yeah, no? the banner. Uh, the Walters. Are they Banners? They're the oh, Walters. the Walters. Yeah, because um, Banner is the cousin, so. Oh, right. Okay, fine. So, so we get introduced. I like this white family. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but. Like, they seem real cute, you know? They do. 
they do. Uh, you got the you got the concerned parents, like you know, how's everything going? But they know mm-hmm. things are not going great. You have the, the passive aggressive, like on or whatever. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, like uh, Ched is the is the cousin who's oh, a manager God, yes. at a Best Buy. Best Ooh, Buy, big whoop. <laughs> But it's like, oh, yeah, like your cousin, he can hold a job. And just like these passive aggressive like mm-hmm. things or like or uh, saying like, oh, you know, she's a stylist. You know, she could do your hair. Yeah, I could, you know, do chunky. She said chunky. Let's like, get this hair looking like She-Hulk because yeah. She-Hulk has like kind of not luscious, but I would say like a, you know, looks blow dried. Yeah, or something. definitely. Like looks it's definitely like it's styled and styled, not yes. uh, curly. Yeah. Like her natural hair, yeah. And so, you know, she's having she's having an issue. Uh, the dad brings her down to the basement and is like, how are you doing? Like, she mm-hmm. genuinely cares. And she just, you know, like, you know, vomits out all this information. And he's, like, trying to get a word in. And, like, I like the <laughs> dynamic. And I do like that she does have, like, a support system. Because I also like that she's out there. Like, people know... She is the She-Hulk. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a secret. Like, it yeah. got out there quick. Yeah, she doesn't have a secret identity or nothing. Right, exactly. So she can't hide who she is at all. Mm-hmm. And I do like that they give her a support system. So she has Nikki, like, the very cool assistant. And then she has her family who understands how to deal with a Hulk because, as like, the father says. You're not the says, first Hulk in the family. <laughs> exactly. So I, that is something that I appreciate. So I, I want to see more of the family dynamic as the episodes go. Maybe she comes back and forth at home, more family dinners or something like that. So pretty interesting. Now, she gets hired. Yeah. Uh, awesome view of the city. She got a corner office. Well, they make her become She-Hulk. That's the immediately that's the like in the lobby of the building. They're like, you we hired you so that you could practice Run superhero our law, super human law division, super human law division as She-Hulk as She-Hulk. So there was a catch to yeah. having such a nice uh, place to work at. And she's fourth wall breaking on the tour. And so she's talking to us and then she misses a question uh, like an entire conversation mm-hmm. with the, the guy who hired her. And he asked her. What did you think about? What do you think about that? What are your thoughts? And she says, I'm agnostic. I'm agnostic. And she's, he's like, hmm, interesting. And yeah. then she fourth wall breaks again and says, I'm going to be thinking about that conversation all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, it's good. It's fine. Little things like that. I, I do like that they're playful. And so the first case that she has to take or else she Mandatory. doesn't get the job is represent Emil Blonsky. Yep. And if you don't remember, let's say you I remember a- him from Shang-Chi. Yes. So Shang-Chi, we'll get to that in a second. Oh. Uh, but if you don't remember his initial reveal, his initial introduction, the second MCU movie, like I mentioned before, uh, The Abomination, Tim Roth's character, Emil Blonsky. Uh, it's canon because it's part of the MCU. <laughs> uh, completely different person playing the Hulk. They even referenced that in this episode as well. That's kind of funny. Yes, they did. I like yeah, that. they do. It's like I was a completely different, uh, you know, person. And then yeah. like Tatiana is like, ha ha. Uh, so little <laughs> things like that. So she goes to see him before she takes the case, and 
he yeah he seems like a man who is remorseful. I particularly liked the uh, Silence of the Lambs reference. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Which I just rewatched that the other day, so I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and they do have him it, in like a cage. It's cage. It's very elaborate and stuff, kind of. Yeah. Like Hannibal Lecter. So there's two things that I like about the interaction with him. Okay, go. Yeah. Uh, the first one, much more lighthearted, is like you know I have my seven friends, my and he calls them like soulmates. And he's like, I've written haikus for them. And I like, kept saying to my sister, I can't wait to meet who the seven pen pals are. Right. And I have an idea of who they who are. Is, who are they? I'll get, I'll come back to that. <gasps> oh my God. Okay, fine. I think I know, but I'll come back. Uh, so, but the other part that I really enjoy was him talking about, you know, I was, a, I was borrowed by your U.S. military and I wanted to be a good soldier, so I took the serum. And he gets to be a conquering hero, and I am sitting here in jail, mm-hmm. you know, for all these years. Yeah, it's not fair. It's not a fair. It's not fair at all. And you know, he destroyed like a city, and he's still revered. But mm-hmm. I, you know, am sitting here. So there, there's, it's it's a way to get not only the audience on his side, but also to get Jennifer Walters. I think it's a smart way of uh, introducing the concept of ethics. Yes. In yes. this show that's about a lawyer, an attorney. Yeah. And I think it's really smart because I think usually the fanboys don't give a shit about the villains and right. they see everything in black and white, but really they're shades of gray. Exactly. And I, I really like that they're making a case that the abomination was a product of something bigger yes. and more nefarious mm-hmm. that the U.S. government was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just a product of it. Yeah. And she even references like... Really like collateral you... damage. She's like, oh, wait, hold on. They experimented on you? Like she like is already in her head like, oh, wait a minute. There's like mm-hmm. an actual ethics behind this. Mm-hmm. So and then so after the meeting... Talks to Bruce. Hey, I wanted to let you know I have a job. And like she's like, you think she's asking for permission, but really she's like telling Bruce, I'm taking the job. I know this guy, you had a fight with him back in the day and destroyed Harlem, uh, but I'm going to represent him. And he's right. cool with it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he wrote me a haiku, <laughs> which <laughs> was a very nice letter and a haiku. <laughs> <laughs> but. The big thing about that is that he is not on Earth. He yeah, is no, in he's that, in space. He's in the Sakarian ship, and it looks like he's going back to Sakar. There are theories as to why. One big theory would be uh, he left a little someone behind. What do you mean? Uh, a little a whole someone. Child? Yeah. What? There's a theory. Because no. there has been in the comics, like, where Hulk has been able to uh, procreate. So, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. <laughs> so, uh, but we'll see. We'll you're see telling where it me goes. he's going to go pick up his Hulk child in Sakaar? Possibly. They sent the limo saying. for him? I'm just saying it's possible. Oh, my god! I, I don't think uh, it's possible. With who? Is so, it someone we know? I don't know if 
it's gonna do the same thing as in comics or anything like that i don't know how it was in the comics because there's like a very famous comics run called uh planet hulk which is kind of what they use for thor ragnarok like he's on a he's on a different planet and he's like kind of conquering that planet in a way so they kind of use like threads from that but then the next series after that was called world war hulk where he kind of goes mad and crazy and then like him and another set of hulk like what kind of like battle it out so she hulk and hulk i think are not going to be the only hulks we see in this show i think there's going to be more do we want to cast a baby hulk right now no i don't you know we don't want to cast a child. i don't want to cast a child hulk. you don't want to throw out jacob tremblay already no oh my god <laughs> that is the go-to isn't it <laughs> i know oh my god uh okay no but i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to cast a baby hulk right now because if it if it's not then you know whatever <laughs> then we just wasted a bunch of time casting a non-character okay so going back to the seven pen pals i'm very intrigued to know who they are who do you think uh, they are uh bef- okay so before we <laughs> say that um she takes the case and then the boss is like oh great awesome and she's like we got it in the bag this is real easy okay cool turn on the news and footage gets out that the abomination was in uh Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. In that underground um, in that underground fight fighting fight ring club with thing. Wong. <laughs> yeah. And that's where the episode ends. Uh we get a fun little tidbit. So he of somehow her. got out of jail to do that. Exactly. But Wong now, can go in and out of We saw in Shang-Chi how. Mm-hmm. Now what we don't know is why. So yeah. my yeah. guess is we'll learn. Now Let's go back to the pen pals. But I ultimately don't think. Okay, so even though he got out and Wong was like, you know, teaching him less a lesson or whatever in the ring, mm-hmm. I don't feel that it was for any nefarious reasons. I feel like that's part of the reason why he's reformed. Right. I don't think that's the reason why he's reformed. No, not the reason. Part of the reason, you know. Right. I see what you're saying. Like he got out and was getting his butt whooped by Wong and. Getting fight lessons, probably learning how to control abomination a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that exactly. was a question that she asked. Like, can you can you still turn into abomination or whatever? He was like, Yeah, like <laughs> abomination's still there, but you know, I'm choosing to stay as human or whatever. Exactly. So seven- anyway. Seven pen pals. Seven pen pals. Tell me. I think I know what this is. You are tickled. I think so. Because, okay, so at Comic-Con, Marvel kind of, you know, let us know what's coming down the road. Of course. And one big one that people, if they're not like comic fans or whatever, they're just MCU fans, maybe a little confused as to what it is. And it's at the end of phase five, the big the big movie is going to be the Thunderbolts Uh, to explain the Thunderbolts. Basically it's kind of like a suicide squad for Marvel in a way. Okay. So my guess is that the seven, uh, you know, soulmates, seven pen pals that he has are the other members of the Thunderbolts. Um, They said that they, they have a place for him. Like he said that, you know, they have a land for me. 
could be the training ground that they use like in the comics. So characters that we could see involved in the Thunderbolts. Abomination. Uh, a U.S. agent from Captain America, uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier show. Oh. Baron Zemo. Uh, Yelena Belova. Oh. Um, and then I don't know how they're going to fill out a couple of uh, those other names. But this is kind of like the U.S. is like way of like, oh, we have our own team. We don't have to rely on the Avengers. You know, we have our own team that's contracted by us, by Valentina's character. But they're all like <laughs> kind of. They're all kind of like wishy-washy. Eh, yeah. Uh, Valentina is the one that's kind of leading this because she's already appeared in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And she appeared at the end of Black Widow. And you could tell she's already working with Yelena. So she's already kind of like forming the team. So so she's the Viola Davis of the yes. whole thing? Okay. Yes. She's like the Viola Davis of it. She, I think in the comics, she had like a dalliance <laughs> with Nick Fury or something like that. But that's that's a whole different story. I want to see that spinoff. Right? Oh, my I God. I would love to see in them interacting. <laughs> All right, but yeah, so I think those are the seven pen pals that he has. Is like okay, nice. I other members it. of this rogue team that the United States is kind of like uh-huh, uh-huh. putting, not officially under the government, but like Valentina's like doing it off on the side. Mm-hmm, contractor. I, ooh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, what's her name, um, Sharon Carter. Do you remember? Um, on yes, Falcon Winter Soldier from the yes the girl yes yeah at the end <laughs> sorry the blonde she, yeah she, at the end it she's the one that's like yeah, arm like stealing the, and stuff and yeah so, yeah she's the man behind the curtain so I wouldn't be surprised if she's like kind of part of the team in a way too so yeah. so hmm. I think that's what that is if it's something completely different where they you know do like a um you know like a boner joke like they did in WandaVision then it's kind of like ah. Oh, that that was that sucks <laughs> but like you're kind of referencing it and you reference it multiple times like my seven soulmates my seven pen pals like yeah. you kept mentioning it so there's got to be something i was there. like who are they like they can't just mention it without it being something someone and people important to exactly the next phase of the story or whatever right so that's where i think it's going because abomination has been part of the thunderbolt so we'll see um okay. Nice. okay so that ends the first two episodes yep and what are you thinking about the show so far fine with it it's really good not perfectly adequate good. perfectly adequate am i compelled to watch the rest of it probably not mm-hmm. will i end up watching the rest of it probably yes just because i um Usually watch whatever show my sister really wants to watch. Got it. There's barely any shows that we watch together. So to watch, and it's short episodes, like yes, low half an hour. Yeah, half an hour episodes, and you're in and out. Low uh, commitment. I'm gonna probably watch the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I will be covering it for sure here on the Patreons. I will try to drop those episodes on Fridays because the episodes do come out on Thursdays. So you can have the weekend to listen to it on our Patreon. Uh, So next episode will be episode three. Uh, They have this season has a total of nine episodes for She-Hulk, which has so far been the longest of the Mm -hmm. Disney Plus shows for Marvel. Uh, but at the same time, they're only half hour episodes, so 
Yeah. You know, so not too much of a commitment. Well, maybe the last episode will be a little longer. Like maybe. they usually do that, no? Yeah, they usually do that. There are characters that I'm expecting waiting for. There was one in particular that was in the trailer and I can't wait to see him because Okay, who are he? Daredevil. Oh oh that's right. Yes. That's right. Daredevil was in the trailer. Yeah. Charlie Cox Daredevil. Yeah, Charlie Cox, the best yes, Daredevil. <laughs> the best Daredevil. Uh so he's he's reprising his role not only for this, but for his own show that's coming out on Disney Plus. Um They uh, what next year? They have a Daredevil show happening? Yes. Is it is it gonna have like Vincent D'Onofrio yes. and all the other people? Oh my god! Yes. Where was I? I was. I don't know where rock. you were, but like, yeah they they made like all these announcements at Comic Con. Daredevil being like the big announcement, like for Phase Five. The thing phase is, five? Netflix yeah, did such a good job. They did with the Daredevil show in particular. So I'm excited to see. The continuation of that. So the the show is going to be called. Um, hold on. Let me make sure that I get the correct like titling on it. Uh, it is called Daredevil Born Again. Oh. And the big thing about that. Mm-hmm. 18 episode first season. <gasps> That's a huge they, first huge season. commitment to the show. Wow. Um, so but they, you know what their stat they must have gotten all the Netflix stats and they, yeah, they were like, have. Okay, Charlie Cox is we can we can do it. We can green light eighteen episodes. For our first season. Yeah. Well what if the episodes aren't an hour long and they're thirty minutes? Then you're just, you know Yeah, then then it's kinda like what it would be like nine episodes right. of a normal. I so wonder if that's maybe, what it is. Yeah. Maybe maybe they can kinda like dance between like thirty to forty five, depending mm. on the episode. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of things coming down the pike from Marvel just like to kind of like a, a quick little thing like She-Hulk and Wakanda Forever are wrapping up phase four. So that'll mm-hmm. be the end of it. Then okay, phase five good. will get started <laughs> with Ant-Man Quantumania. Uh, Yikes. this is where, well, you say that, but this is where King the Conqueror will make his like true actual introduction if you watch loki i just watch loki he who remains but will get kang the conqueror right the evil that version exactly so he's going to be introduced in this show uh or sorry movie uh we're going to get obviously like i mentioned uh daredevil has a show there's going to be secret invasion which is a show about like crees and scrolls and it turns out that a lot of people that we've seen weren't oh actually who they were type of oh thing oh my gosh i think amelia clark is going to be in that show amelia clark oh. from game of thrones yeah she uh so she's going to be in that show um uh guardians of the galaxy comes out next year as well part three which they're saying is the finale for these characters i heard that too yeah that this is it for the guardians to have for, their own right for stuff. these guardians like yeah. so we could see maybe like other people who they different guardians group Right, a different Guardians group. Um, next year, we're going to get Blade. Blade is coming in <gasps> That's November. Right. I am so excited for Blade. Blade is coming. Uh, Ooh, sick. Okay. Loki season two. Um, yeah, yeah. The Marvels will be coming out. Yes, with Paxo June, my boy. Your boy. 
So my boy Park So Jun. I, you know, I'm doing such a bad job of gatekeeping. Um, <laughs> Park So Jun. <laughs> oh my goodness! But I'm so excited for that movie. Literally, only because he's in only it. Only because of him. Echo, uh, which is the continuation of the character from Hawkeye. Uh, she's getting uh, her own spinoff. Okay. Uh, Ironheart, who we're going to see in Wakanda Forever. She's in the trailer momentarily. She like high fives uh, Shuri really quick. Okay. And then she like hammers out, and you see like a heart in you know out of iron. So she's gonna have her own show next year as well. Uh, Agatha. <laughs> Sorry, I'm making faces. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> Agatha, Coven of Chaos comes out. Yeah, oh, at, hell yeah. That sounds nice. Yeah, I'm, at the I'm down end for that. of next year. So, Oh, wow. So a whole year. A whole a year. War. Uh, right, exactly. So all of that is 2023. Then in 2024, Captain America, New World Order, which my okay. guess is this is finally Sam Wilson being Captain mm-hmm, finally. America. Uh, that's when we'll see Daredevil Born Again in 2024, beginning of 2024. And then the phase ends with the Thunderbolts in July of 2024. So Mm. all of that is phase five. Sorry, phase five. All of that is phase five. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's where I'm thinking those seven pen pals kind of like. What do I have? Like two or three of them that I'm excited about. That you're really excited about. (laughs) And then they decided to give us some clues. Not clues. They decided to announce some stuff for phase six. As well. Oh it never ends. So phase six will start with the Fantastic Four in November 2024. Okay. My guess is we'll get an announcement of a cast really soon. They didn't announce hmm. the cast there. But my guess is D23 is coming up really soon. So Oh, they do have. They got to save some stuff for there. They might, yeah. So they, they told us how it's going to start. And they also told us how the phase is going to end. They left out a bunch of stuff in the middle. So it starts with Fantastic Four and it ends with two Avengers movies. Oh, Lord. In the same year. Oh, my God. One is like in March. The other one's in October or something like that. Oh, Lord, help me. The first one is Avengers, uh, the Kang Dynasty. Okay, so they're going to wrap up the Kang uh, villain stuff. And then it goes into... um, Avengers, no, not <laughs> Kang's Revenge, but okay, no, but <laughs> Avengers Secret Wars. Secret this is, Wars. This is a giant hey, crossover Neil. event in the comics. Oh, is it? It's a giant one, uh, and this is where I think the multiversal stuff, like really, because Kang deals with multiverse stuff. Yes, but I think that his movie. Is not going to settle it all because I think it's going to kind of like open things up even more maybe. Right, And then right. Secret Wars is going to be like the – I think that's where we kind of get the X-Men. I that's what I'm you. thinking. You think – what? I think that's where we get you the thi- X-Men. Oh, my god! I think so. Stop it. Yo, we're going to have like a ton of people in that movie. <laughs> But I'm just waiting for the X-Men. You they, are they so excited. They did not say anything about X-Men at all. Well, they well, they didn't touch anything. The only thing they did was the the cartoon series, like they're like doing a continuation of it. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. So, but other than that, they did not say anything about X Men for the movies or TV well, or anything. 
my guess is that's what phase six is going to be about. And I'm guessing we'll get an announcement probably at D23. We'll get an announcement of like what those because there's like a bunch of da- you know how they do the dates like they like I, have yeah. all these dates yeah. and then they start filling it in like oh this is what it's on this date and then, so phase six they have all those dates and they only announce Fantastic Four at the very beginning and then at the end those two movies and then Gracious. there's like this stuff in the middle. I'm just waiting for the X Men man. I know um, you're really you're an X Men person, aren't you? I am an X Men person like. Ooh. Look, Avengers, they're cool, whatever, but give me the X-Men. Like, you love that's, them mutants. That's, yes, that is my team. That is, those are my guys. I will, I will stand up for Cyclops. I think the movies did them dirty. Um, what about I, Phoenix? Phoenix, they're going <laughs> to fuck it up again uh, because nobody could get the story right. The you can't Phoenix do it in saga. one movie. And they've tried it twice okay. in one movie. Okay. It's so dumb. Well, okay. So you've detailed everything that's coming up. Yes. And we will keep you guys informed as to what we're covering on the regular feed and on Patreon because we're going off script here again. We're just we're doing what we want to do. Yeah. Sometimes we don't feel like watching the movies that are out in theaters right now. So we don't. We don't. Right. And that's where this comes into play. Like, we're now we're talking about She-Hulk. <laughs> exactly. Nobody asked us. We don't care. We're going to cover it. We're going to cover it. Uh, I'm pretty sure somebody will be like, oh, they're covering She-Hulk. And, you know, they'll <laughs> they'll enjoy it. So for that one person, that would be great. <laughs> uh, but if, if you like She-Hulk or maybe you don't like She-Hulk, let us know on social mm-hmm. media. We're at Always Critic Pod. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and which one am I missing? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. TikTok. We're on all of them, so check us out. <laughs> uh, go ahead and subscribe to your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, many more. Leave us a review, five stars on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. That's what works for us. And finally, if you want more thoughts on She-Hulk, if you want thoughts on Daybox shows that Jessica's covering. If <laughs> yes. you want other TV shows like The Rings of Power that's coming up, we're going to be dedicating that on the Patreon. So mm-hmm. check us out there. Uh, that is patreon.com slash always critic pod. Two bucks a month and you'll be getting all this extra content from us. Yeah. Less all than Starbucks. Stuff. Less than Chipotle. Yes. Well, way less than Starbucks. Way less, way less than Chipotle. <laughs> yeah. With the prices of everything. Guac that is, is two fifty. Yeah, less than guac. Look at yeah. that. We cost less than guac. So yeah. check us out on patreon.com slash always critic pod. So with that said, that has been our thoughts on the first two episodes of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. I'm Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this has been the Always the Critic podcast.